Welcome to the Take Flight podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okanola, Pabilo Timbo and Shurl Ahmed as your hosts. Take Flight is released weekly, giving you behind the scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting the backstories of entrepreneurs and leaders in their respective spaces. We'll also be breaking down business models, examining the latest trends in business and sharing our learnings along the way like a university business class packaged for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts, who are coming from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our craft in some of the largest companies in the globe, started our own businesses, as well as invested across multiple asset classes, as we give a unique and inclusive perspective with a mission to help other potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since its start in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries and is in the top 5% of podcasts globally and continuing to grow and expand. Come join a growing community and let's help more potential flyers take flight. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. Welcome to episode number 110 of the Take Flight podcast. And this is a very, very, very special episode. Now, as you may have guessed from the title, with it being a Take Flight Talks, this is our third ever interview with a very special guest, um, a man with many talents who is not just an entrepreneur. He is an award-winning entrepreneur. He's also a co-author, a YouTube extraordinaire, and a raising finance king. But most importantly, he is a good friend of the Take Flight podcast team. Now, we have, of course, the honor today of being joined by none other than Mr. Alfred Jade, founder and director of Real Property Ventures, an entrepreneur and investor with a focus on real estate and SME acquisitions. Now, Alfred's background, he previously served as a contracting project manager at Jaguar Land Rover, he is currently the founder and director of a property business, Real Property Ventures, a company that specializes in the acquisition, development, and letting of affordable, high-specification co-living accommodation in the UK. And most recently, he won the new Property Investor of the Year 2021 award by Property Investor Awards in the UK. So a big congratulations to Alfred. Now, he's also ventured into the mergers and acquisition space, and he's looking for profitable businesses with revenues between three to five million a year to acquire in the haulage industry. Now, just from that intro, you can tell that there is a lot to get into in this discussion, where we will discuss Alfred's journey from his younger years to becoming an entrepreneur and investor today, his why for real estate and the type of deals that he does, plus his future plans and much more much more very very exciting episode so let's get into it hey alfred 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 so welcome to take flight podcast as you can probably tell we are all very excited to have you on um, and the audience they've already heard an intro at the beginning but how would you describe your journey in your own words yeah, it's been a long one. Um, first of all, let me come back and say thank you guys for obviously inviting me on here. I've, obviously, I'm a listener of your podcast. I think you guys are doing amazing stuff and obviously would always support it. So I'm, I'm grateful to be on here. Um, but yeah, so my journey in terms of kind of taking it back a bit, um, my background is aerospace engineering. That's what I did at university. 
coming out of that, got a job at Jaguar Land Rover. And what really planning to necessarily kind of go into the automotive space. It was just a job I kind of applied for and they hired me and hence I went to where the money was basically to put it simple. Um, so for me, yes, I was fortunate in a sense, literally like a month after my exams, got this contracting job. And again, starting out is quite challenging to even get a contracting job. But I had that determination because I had two people in my uni that had got uh, jobs at Ford as contractors. And obviously the pay as a contractor is higher than a graduate um, salary. Any engineer will tell you this, facts. Um, so for me, I was like, if they can do it, I can do it too. I'm, I'm, I, I need that contract pay. So I'm trying to secure that. Um, so that was my kind of direction in terms of looking for contracting jobs. Um, landed this job. The manager liked me simply. Want to take a chance with me. Um, saw my ambition, saw my drive. And, and that was really it. So shout out to Ian Wallace. I always say shout out to him because he's the guy that got me started, if anything. Um, but then I think year one or year two into working, it was like, okay, great, making good money, enjoying some holidays here and there. But for some strange reason, I had never to that day actually looked at what's my earning potential in that role. Um, and it's only when I wanted to kind of look to try and make more money and like, okay, cool, what's the next level up? Because I can't keep it on this way. So that's when I kind of researched into like senior project management, what's the salary and trying to kind of get to six figures. How, how, what are we looking at? Um, and I was like, no way. Five, like, should, five years, I pushed if you're maybe moving diagonally across companies or within the company, maybe you could potentially push it. But generally speaking, you're looking at 10 years minimum. Um, I'm like, I'm not waiting 10 years to hit six figures. Like, people are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, by the way, the, to yeah, the listeners, you, you, you'll see a lot of common threads in Alfred's story. So just follow the threads. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm waiting 10 years to see 100 grand a year. Last, people are earning that a month, a week even. So, mm. like, it, for me, it was, it was about pushing the boundaries. What can I do to better myself? Um, for me, my initial thought was, well, I always talk about property as being a retirement vehicle. So I took it upon myself. I actually got in, in contact with a few friends who've all kind of got jobs as well. And we're all in the working space. And it also the same thing, like job is great. Obviously now it's about how can we keep increasing the income level? We don't want to maintain that income thing. We're set for life. We want to keep pushing that up. And they all said the same things. Like it's, it's a bit hard, like to kind of, cause I've seen people around me, especially at Jaguar Land Rover, who are quite old and they've all been there for like 10, 20, 30 years even. Mm. And haven't really like, for them, they've been okay. Then they're, they're settling for that. But for me, I've always aspired to be wealthy young. So it was it was pushing that boundary, trying to find information. And yeah, for me, a lot of it was me taking action myself to go away in the evenings, spend time doing research, learning about things, getting exposure, all of that. So speaking to my friends, we kind of brought property back up and said, look, let's, 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 try, let's, let's find out how to do this stuff. Um, and a friend of mine, Tabo, he actually found this two-day, was it two-day? No, it wasn't two-day. It was like a two-hour, two-hour free seminar um, through this company, his property education company. Went there, liked what they heard, signed up to the base, the basic training. It was like a three-day basic training. There was another upsell in that, got an advanced training. And for me, that was a turning point. So it was this big decision point of, well, I've got this money sat here whereby I can use to invest in myself, um, this is the, the course was 20, 24, 25 grand um, to kind of go in this advanced training to learn about property investment. And for me, it was like, okay, great. Sounds like a great opportunity, uh, resonates with me. All of it makes sense. The only big hurdle is now, this is literally all I have in my bank account. So if <laughs> I'm about to enter a bank account to, to kind of acquire this information and back myself basically. And Good. for me, 
I kind of at the time don't, don't, it's always a hard decision at the time like this is all I've saved I mean it's, it's my heart and money saved but I kind of broke it down to myself okay Alfred realistically you're still young you're going to make that money back regardless you're going to spend on holidays you're going to spend 25 grand on holidays you're going to spend 25 grand on takeaway you're going to spend 25 grand on alcohol clubbing all that <laughs> stuff so there's so many ways I can cut it chop it whatever um so it's like okay just spend the money now and let's just see what happens take a chance on yourself and for me I can happily say it worked out for me. Can't say the same for everybody else, but I think it all comes down to you as an individual. How bad you want it? How bad are you going to take away that information? And actually implement it. And mm. for me, that's that's what I did. Um, and for me, people were like, oh, when I first first did it, I was like, why the hell would you do it? Twenty five grand, you could have gone and bought a house. Or I'm like, I'm like, so what next? Though we bought a house, then then what? You're not any smarter, you're any wiser. You're still in the same position, the same knowledge base, same network base. So for me, it, it was, I wanted to be in a, in a new circle. I wanted to be around certain people who are in that space doing the day in, day out. And for me, this is this was my way in. So I paid to get in the circle. For me, worked out, built a network. Went on to then literally get into, again, strategy-wise, I chose to go down the HMO. I'm sure we'll go into more detail about that in a sec. But yeah, yeah. HMO is a route I went down. Again, starting out, told not to go in that route, but it was about how do we overcome that? How can we make it happen? What's... It's always the mindset shift of not limiting yourself, but asking who can or how can, how can we, um, and, and trying to figure it out. And I, I'm grateful for my engineering degree because that's the mindset you get, you're taught day one. You're, you're taught to become a problem solver. You're taught to um, overcome problems. Nothing, nothing's impossible. There is always a solution. If you chuck resource, money at it, whatever, um, all the minds in the world together, it can be done. It's just how bad you want it, basically. Mm. Um, so fast forward to today, Built a good portfolio of properties in Coventry. It's where my investment area, um, mainly city center location, um, is where I look to focus at. Um, and now, fast forward a bit more, <laughs> I'm now looking at um, acquiring some businesses in the haulage industry. So that's come about because I've got to a position whereby I've got a foundation whereby I, I can have now an effect for myself time. Um, I can employ people. I can now leverage them to free myself of more time to be able to go away into that industry to learn more about that industry and hopefully become an owner of a company in that industry. So that's where I'm at today. A lengthy intro, I hope hope you got the message. You're getting through so many gems here, and this is why we have you on on today's podcast. Um, And we're going to dive into those pieces, but um, no, incredible, incredible story, sure. Nah, great. I think, um, I mean, we could, based off of the intro and just that intro, Alfred, we could probably already shut down this episode already. And there's been a lot of value already shared. But no, I think he's already mentioned some common themes. I think the curiosity about the environment, raising the ceiling, chasing the bag, ambition and action, investing in yourself, and of course, a major, major shout out to to Ian Wallace. But I think with all of that, let's 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 dig into this and ask a few more few more questions. And we have got a good few questions within the, the group, Alfred, to unpack everything that you said. So I think, uh, P, P, why don't you kick us off? Yes, yeah, so I think I think the first question, naturally, for those who, who don't know much about your, your profile, generally help us understand for you why real estate. And then you spoke a little bit about HMOs, you know, why HMOs versus other type of real estate deals? And I think that would be good to, to understand how you think around that. Okay, so very simply, property. So with the research of earning, looking at earning potential, I then looked at, okay, if I was looking outside of that in terms of property, what are like the wealth people? What, what are they doing? How do they build wealth at a very like young age or old age, whatever? 
And if you look at the world people on the planet, they all have some sort of fundament for like literally most people have some sort of real estate in their portfolio. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was a common thread across all people that are building their wealth. And for me, I'm trying to imitate, I'm not trying to recreate. I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm not trying to claim to be a genius. I want to replicate, do what works, know what's been proven over time. And for me, that was property. Obviously, if you dig a bit, dig a bit further into it, we know properties on the Maslow's hierarchy chart. So it's a need, not a want. So for me, this is massive. This is like, it's like a, it's an actual need. Like people need, same as having to put food in your body. If you don't, if you don't feed yourself, you're going to die. Same way you need shelter to look after yourself. So you're going to provide shelter for yourself. So it's an, yeah, for me, that need and not want was a massive tick in the box. There was a bit, the other bit I loved about it is the fact that it's a physical, tangible, something I can go and touch, something I, can, I know is here in this location, physical. Um, for me, that, 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 that said it all as well. And then the lastly, the last point, being able to leverage on the asset. So if you know about people that are building wealth, most people use leverage in form of lending uh, from, from the banks uh, to be able to do what they need to do to be able to make more money. Um, so that's pretty much, and put it simple, those three things yeah. were the reason why I got into real estate um, and why I thought that would be the vehicle to push me forward. Now that's yeah, actually, I love it. Um, you know ahead, what's quite funny we did an episode about stocks and properties and it sounds Wait, like I, I enjoyed I enjoyed those three <laughs> <laughs> all of them were top were top that's good it, yeah, that's it good. sounds from your explanation it sounds like Shiwo and P needed you on that episode <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, need to tag you in, <laughs> <laughs> tag you in. Oh it was God. it was three zero I was counting at the end of each episode we were counting and I know for a fact it was either two one. I can give you a one, but it was definitely three zero. So I, 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 I can give it up from the outside. It was definitely three zero to show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Alfred. It's, it's Alfred, very, thank you very bi- much. It's very biased based on you guys. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the fact. I mean, Oli, the fact that we recorded that quite a few episodes back, and now with this episode, you're still bringing it up. That clearly means we won, bro. We're still yeah. we're, 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 <laughs> all we're, we're free in your head. <laughs> no, I'm bringing it up because it seems like you guys needed our help, that extra help. Um, but no, one of the one of the things you mentioned and you mentioned initially was that you wanted to be wealthy young. What does wealthy mean to you? Because I think so many people can think about it in different ways from owning assets, from having income. But for yourself, what does wealthy actually mean? Wealth starts from knowledge or even health. So first you as a body individual, your body looking after yourself, then knowledge. Um, so those are a massive factor in kind of trying to actually attain wealth. Um so knowledge will obviously come about ways of which you can go about um, getting assets, which obviously affects then relate to your wealth or net worth, if you want to call it that. Um, so for me, it's, I think even knowledge is more important than actual physical asset. Because I always say, look, I can pass, like, this is something I'm going to write in my will. Whoever takes on the will, my kids, whatever, they have to be knowledgeable. You can't, I can't give you a, a billion pound asset base and you're just going to think, oh, this, you, you have to know how this stuff works. Um, yeah, there'll be people managing it on their behalf, but knowing is powerful. Being knowledgeable is powerful. Um, so the asset base alone isn't enough. Um, you, you can destroy it. You can it can go wrong if you don't know what you're doing. So being knowledgeable, keeping up with the times. Because one other thing as well is what you what I know today that might not be applicable in 50 years time, in 100 years time. So it's, are you following the the update and the latest information of how to do to invest in these vehicles? how to utilize us to be able to keep generating that that money it was making 20 30 years previous if that makes sense so for me knowledge knowledge is, the, is probably the biggest driver um in being able to actually build wealth and um, that's what you probably need to focus on the most and naturally once you acquire knowledge you come from a place of value and therefore can go away and, and implement that information 
to then build the wealth itself by form of physical assets or, yeah. or assets, digital assets now, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that explanation because I think a lot of people focus on the asset element of it, but you're like, if I have that knowledge, you can start me off at zero again. I can build that back up based on that knowledge. Literally. So, love that. Alfred, you mentioned earlier that you were contracting at Jaguar Land Rover, and I'm sure you're earning some good money. And at that age, the money isn't small. It's probably it's not a trivial amount. It's quite significant. So how has the transition for you to become a full-time entrepreneur? And what has the challenges you've faced been? Um, and how have, they how have they possibly positively surprised you? And in that, how's your mind mindset shifted? Yeah, um, it was a hard one for me in a sense. When it actually happened, I actually my contract got terminated. I was working in future projects. So um, the norm was, well, COVID had happened and they were like, well, great, Alfred, you're working on this project. It's like delivering in five years time, but we don't know what, where we're going to be next year. So for now, we're going to have to terminate all your contracts onto further notice. Um, obviously, once things get better, um, we'll let you know. To this day, I've never had a phone call. Never had a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. That's their loss, <laughs> Alfred. Their loss, bro. <laughs> they're definitely their loss for sure. Because <laughs> uh, I see, I see them comments on my LinkedIn posts. Congrats, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely their loss, mate. Definitely their loss. But I know I appreciate all of them. They got me to a certain level. It's time for me to elevate and move on. So it is what it is. It's just natural progression. Um, but yeah, at the time, obviously challenging times, not really knowing where to go next, because literally this was like, at a point it was five grand a month. I was going to earn like two and a half each every two weeks. Again, you're getting paid every two weeks. Mm. So it's like going from that to then going to zero overnight, literally zero overnight, no income. And at a point I was going for a project, which is, I was hemorrhaging cash into that. Because now I think of doing these projects, literally for six, seven, eight months, you just every month, every, you know, every week even some money's coming out of your bank account to support that, that, that either refurb, the purchasing, the acquisition of it, whatever. Um, so it's quite capital intensive, the property strategies I was doing. Yeah. But at a time, I think I was fortunate in a sense, I'd leveraged my network by form of social media. I was starting to build like some sort of track record, I guess, by form of documenting my journey. So it kind of helped me kind of transition from the, from the property, from the contracting world into the property sector and kind of doing that full time. But it was hard in a sense, obviously at work, you've got a structure in terms of meetings because I was a project manager, literally my, my day is set. I've got meetings here, go go to there, go go to the site. So I'm just following that structure and just, just either chairing the meeting or just sitting in the meeting and, and directionally giving advice, whatever. Um, to now go into not having a calendar, kind of having to structure my own days, um, which, was, which was challenging because now you've literally got 24 hours of your time back. Like, what do you do with that time? How do you fill in the gap? Uh, it, and again, I, I lean on to people that are have gone full time. I'm always massive on leveraging people. Probably Fred, you're probably catching on to. So again, I just found okay. I know you've been doing this full time for a year or two years, whatever. How have you been doing it? So I started booking meetings with people that have been doing this for a year and stuff, kind of getting the structure of how they kind of managing their day to day. To then be able to imitate that again, not trying to literally reinvent the wall i want to copy yeah. and paste listen to things that i can resonate with and go and implement that for myself as well um so that's what i did to kind of help me transition and obviously off the back of that i've now got a lot of time on my hands so i can now ramp up the volume of, of, of works projects and that's what in effect happened because now i've lost the salary and to be fair my initial initial like go-to thing was 
So the master, I have, I have this property mastermind group that I basically created out of fear because I was like, okay, I, I'm knowledgeable. I have knowledge. So thank God I invest at 25 grand. So that, that paid off. <laughs> um, now I can come from a place of knowledge. I've got experience. Um, so I can, in effect, sell that information by form creating a mastermind group where people can leverage off me and obviously we can leverage off the group itself as well. So that's that's what created that group. And that's gone on for like two years now. It's still running. Great group. Great network. Um, so that, yeah, for me, that was one little creation that kind of, it wasn't massive, but it was instant income that I could kind of generate by having a form of recurring monthly income. So that's what I did. And I've kind of thrown that to a sizable group now, which I'm looking to even grow further in the next year. Um, so then coming back to property, it was now ramp up the viewings, ramp up the raising investment to try and get a deal flow strong, uh, to keep the team occupied, to be able to literally finish one project and move on to the next. So it was a natural progression um, from there on to kind of just scale up. Because now, like I said, I've got all the time in the world to kind of focus on this and make this really, really work. Um, so that's that's what I did in essence. Um, so I hope I've answered the question. I'm sure there's some bits I might miss because it was a, it was a lengthy one. <laughs> yeah, just like always, just skating through gems, just gem after gem. Um, I, I want to, um, Alfred, to what you're talking about is double down on your mindset during that period. Because I think there are many individuals in that position where they have the ability, they have the talent, they have the range, but they're hesitant to make to make that move, right? Um, what were some of the things going through your head when you was in that position where they said, we're no longer gonna renew your contract, right? What are some of this, this like conversations you're having with yourself to push through and persevere? To be honest, I was smiling when they said it. Like, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> don't get me wrong, the, 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 the money element obviously was was like a later realization because I'm like, okay, now I, I'm waking up tomorrow or like in a week's time and there's no paycheck coming in. So like, mm-hmm. then at that point, it's like, okay, I'm literally making no money. I didn't make no money today. I didn't make no money this week. I didn't make no money this month. Right, so right. that realization is setting later on. But at the current time, I was like, okay, great. You know what? I'm going to run with this. I've got a project going on. I'm looking at a few more. Let's just run with it. So for me, I didn't kind of like, obviously don't get me wrong. It's still an impact in the sense, mate, you've, 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 you have no income. Um, but I had that self-belief to say, okay, I can go forward and push this now. Because I always said to myself, would I have ever let that salary go? Because it was an easy job, money was coming in, they didn't really, really need to kind of, like, I wasn't stressed at work, I wasn't over, like, I mean, it was, I could have balanced the two if I needed to. Yeah. So I think I'm glad I was, my hands was forced um, to allow me to be able to grow in the property space. Because um, if it didn't, mate, I probably still would have done it. Because I, I, I actually kind of envisaged to, have left by November that year. So later on, March. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but would I have? I don't know. Mm. I think probably not. It's a comfortable income. Why would I um, let go? Let go of that salary if that makes sense. So I'm grateful for that. But mindset wise, I just have a network of people around me that if I feel down or I feel like I need some support, I can tap into that uh, to boost my energy back up and my self belief. So there's a few phone calls that I definitely had uh, at the time saying, "Look, guys, I've lost my job. Kind of restructure this." Again, I always say go have a meeting with yourself, get in a quiet room by yourself, piece yeah. of paper on, on there. It's now like literally you and this paper, what can you come up with? What ideas do you have in your head? What could you potentially like make happen? Even if you don't know exactly how you're going to do it, just write that idea down and then go and brainstorm further on from there. So that's kind of the mindset shift I kind of had at the time. I didn't think, oh, let me go and pick up my CV and, reapp- and, and tidy that up and reapply that. Like, I'm like, what's the, like, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the <laughs> that's funny. 
I, I was like, nah, the CV stuff, I ain't seeing you again, ever again. So I just left that one, literally double down on how can I grow the property portfolio from where it is to wherever I want to get it to and come up with a plan around that. How can I go about raising more money to allow me to scale? Because again, that's the next problem. Um, so it's, it was literally problem solving. How do we move forward from here? These are the problems. What's the, what's the steps I need to take to get me to, yeah. to come out of this problem? If that makes sense. Yeah. No, a real blessing in the skies. Um, I think it would be good if, it would be interesting actually, if you had some of the guys on this call here, if, if we were in that position where effectively you've been let go, it forces you to think about alternatives. Um, so yeah. And Most I think, don't see it that way. No, P, and I think that's quite good because I think we've all been through potential restructuring, right? We've talked about what, like, our company potentially letting us go, right? And it's from your explanation, it sounds like you were already sort of like, okay, I'm going to, I've got this project going on. I'm going to focus fully on this project. But in terms of, had you already been thinking about like a transition date prior to that notice? Because for you, it sounded like, let's go. Yeah. I think most people, if you hadn't already said, okay, let me, because I'm talking about myself, right? If I hadn't thought about, okay, I'm focused on this property, this project, I most likely would have brushed up my CV, <laughs> tried to look for another job and then sort of transition. But it sounds like you already in your mind had a date of, okay, I'm going to transition prior to that notice. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd kind of envisaged um, being able to transition our work by November that year. So towards the end of the year is where I would, I would like to ideally have been able to handle the notice, but like to come back to the point, would I have? Yeah. It's, it's very hard. It's actually a hard thing to say no to money. Oh, I don't know. You can you say, you say no, nobody says no to money. <laughs> so, and like I said, in my case, I didn't feel like I was being pressured so much. I didn't feel like I was really, really working 40 hours a week, like hardcore. Like, no, I, I was very, very flexible. From my point of view, it's management, very high level, um, present to some directors once a month. Some some presentations here and there, mainly meetings. So it's it's very easy for me. I, I was good at my job. I don't know. Maybe I was effective with it. I don't know. But I didn't. I didn't feel like it was massive pressures on me. So I don't know if I would actually would have let it go. Hmm. But I'm happy that it did happen the way it did because that allowed me to now appreciate the time that I had and what I could do the time. To be fair, I, I always knew. Like I always kept saying to my friends, like if I had all my time, I'll be doing a lot more. I know for a fact I could do more than this guy. I'll kind of comparing like. Look. <laughs> I can do more, like, because if I had if I had 24 hours, right, what's stopping me? Like, I'm waking up when I'm doing this yeah. one thing, trying to get more deals, raise money. Why would I not do more? Like, I have that self-belief. I have that self-confidence. I have that knowledge base to be able to go and deliver on that. So it's it's now, if I have it, let's go with it. Why would I look look back? Love it. Yeah. Alfred, so I, I wanted to, before P, I just want to quickly ask something, because it's something we spoke about before on investing in ourselves. And P's been an advocate about that in previous episodes. Alfred, I saw on your Instagram a while ago about the amount you've invested in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Can you share that figure with everyone on, you know, us and also our listeners? Speak on it. And, That's you know, important. because it's, it's, very it's, it's, it's very important because it's not a small amount. And there's 25,000 you mentioned to some will be a lot, would be a lot. But the figure that I'm sure you're about to share isn't that amount. So can you just kind of share the amount and also what's encouraged you to continue investing in yourself? Yeah, so it's, it's just under 50 grand um, and it's, it's a growing number. Um, so... Like to be fair, I want I, I want to invest more. Um, it's just at the moment I'm I'm quite I'm having a lot of capital into this property stuff. Um, but I'm always always an advocate on finding the best person in the space and getting advice from them or getting a one to one with them, because the way I see it is if I can learn something from that and that information is valuable. One, 
the information I have today, like I made the post about or people are laughing at me saying, well, I just spent 25 grand. I'm like, well, now I can make 25 grand a month based on just, just outside of the, the asset I have, just based on my knowledge, my individual, if I even didn't have the, those assets, I could start today, a course, whatever I want to do, <laughs> a mastermind and charge, even mentoring. People are begging me to mentor them and I just don't have time for that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that value you're, you're seeking um, to be able to then try, like come from a place of value to them, for, therefore transact in the form of exchange of money. Because um, you know, you have value, people want to pay you for your time. There's all these things. So for me, it's like the more valuable you are in the marketplace, the more your earning potential is. It's as simple as that. So always, always seeking to know more. Don't get me wrong, I'm not one to kind of spread myself thin in terms of wanting to know every single strategy that's out there. I'm very like, you know, in a sense, narrow mind in a sense. If I if I want to target one thing, that's all I need to know. So if it's HMOs, I don't care about Vitalets, I don't care about service company, I don't care about renting rent. Don't want to talk to me about that. I don't want to hear about that. I'm not interested. I just want to hear about HMO. <laughs> So I'm, I'm very like fixated. I'm very focused in that sense. And I, I don't distractions like have friends in all types of spaces, crypto, um, SBA, um, FBA, let's see, FBA, um, selling stuff. So all these, there's so many multiple ways of making money, but you don't need to get involved in every single strategy. Maybe if you're young, go and explore the strategies that are out there, what opportunities are out there, then fair enough. But I'm at an age where I feel like there's, there's only certain things I'm interested in anyways. So Find out what that is, very get very clear on that, and now become the master in that space. Look to dominate, don't look to compete as well. That's another thing. Um, you want to be aggressive with it. Oh, it's not for everyone, I get it, but if you're like me, when you got to drive, you've got the ambition to do so, you got to be able to like look to dominate and not compete. Yeah. Alfred, just quickly, why HMOs for you versus other type of real estate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so very simply, there's no there's no like clever thing about it. So it was coming to a realization of, okay, what are my goals? What do I want to get out of property? What's my outcome for investing in property? Um, and initially for me, it was about simply replacing my income. And the fastest way, the quickest way for me to get to there by form of ownership, because I didn't want to do any sort of leveraging lease options or all that stuff, uh, rent to rent. I wasn't interested in that. So for me, it was buying the property day one. And there's either the buy to let option or the HMO option. Um, and for me, it was HMO option simply because it had a high cash flow strategy. So kind of relative to my income, if I wanted to kind of um, replace five grand a month, we're looking about two to three, whatever, three, three properties, call it that, um, of HMOs uh, to allow that to replace my income. So that was the going in mindset point of why I chose HMO. So yeah, nothing cleverer. Again, I, I, I looked for the dating points, which has been proven over time. And found a strategy that works and we wanted to become the expert. Not even necessarily the expert, but become the guy in that space to be able to deliver on that. Love it. So then maybe I can um piggyback on that on that answer, Alfred. And I think you, you mentioned a couple of things about the, the laser focus and dominating a space. And I think in the earlier part of the episode, you spoke about this next chapter that you're working through now regarding the business acquisitions. And you've focused on a specific type of revenue and also a specific type of business. You mentioned the haulage industry. So now basically looking into the business acquisition that you're going into next, walk us through your, your thinking there. Um, why is it that you're specifically looking for what you're looking for and what have the, the learnings been so far in the discussions you've had? Yeah, so just to kind of put context around it. So the mergers acquisition side of things, I actually learned that, oh, I, I, I got exposed to that, let's say, um, probably early, early days of my property investing journey. But I knew I couldn't get into that space just yet. So it was for me, it was a matter of time. 
I wanted to build that foundation, which is the property portfolio, the income it produces, to allow me to then go on to do this bigger stuff in that space. Because again, it takes time, effort, all that stuff. And you can't do that if you haven't got a base, is the way I see it. And there's no more solid, there's no better solid base than a property portfolio with income um, from, a, from a multiple um, let point of view. Um, so that's what I wanted to build to start with. Post that, getting to that point, then it's like, okay, bang, I'm, I'm there now. Who do I need to tap into? And there was a guy, Carl Allen, so search him up if you guys are interested in, in mergers acquisitions. There's, there's a few names out there, but for me, the guy that resonated with me the most was a guy named Carl Allen. Tapped into him, so Dilma Society is, is who um, I'm working with. I've got a mentor program with them um, to kind of gain the knowledge and again, the network of people actively doing this on a day-to-day basis. So now I got myself immersed in that space, I'm a mastermind in that space, so reviewing deals all the time to get familiar and seeing how people are structuring the deals, what to do and what not to do. So it was it was a it was a natural progression and in parallel learning about that. So don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not always doing property. I'm always there's always some proportion of the data I'm learning. Even now I'm still learning every day I'm learning. So I'm always going through stuff, learning, acquiring new information in the space that I'm I'm actively in. I don't need to like I said I'm not like it's MA, I can look IPO, I can look but there's no, I don't I'm not doing that yet. So there's no point in me, I know I know of it but I don't need to look at that stuff just yet. Now I want to do LBO, which is leverage buyouts. So leveraging the companies that you're, you're um, buying by from a balance sheet, that's the assets that they have. And also any receivables, you can leverage that as well. So that's how you go about acquiring. So similar to property, and this is why I know I'm going to do well in it. Don't, don't know anything. It's the same principle. You've got, in effect, business. This business is the asset. It has some machinery, stationery, whatever you call it hard assets that you can potentially leverage and also the cash flow of the business is what you can leverage to be able to structure a deal whereby maybe you pay 50% on day one and structure the rest over a number of years by form of earn out um, with the seller. Obviously, it's all circumstance-based. You can't go to a 30-year-old and say, I want to buy a business. Maybe, I, everyone has a number, don't get me wrong, but generally speaking, <laughs> the, deal, the deal won't stack. So what I'm looking at is people are looking at retiring from the business, they've done it for 30, 40 years, they've built this amazing business very strong profit-wise, great second-tier management. Um, again, the three to five million figure number is, is kind of a sweet spot in terms of, at that level, there genuinely is a second-tier management whereby the owners aren't necessarily in the business. Because I'm not coming to be a business owner, I'm a business investor. I'm coming in simply to, to literally buy this business, look at other businesses onto it to improve its profitability in terms of the synergies across the two companies, resource will get merged. There'll be roles that will be duplicated. So just alone, cost of sales, revenue, um, revenue, cost of sales will decrease and therefore profit margin bottom line will look higher. Um, so just little tweaks like that. Nothing crazy. Obviously, the sales and marketing to increase the revenue, generally speaking, anyways. But not even looking at that. That's just, that's an additional plus. Uh, so nothing creative. Again, these are proven stuff. People have done this, so it exists. It's not like I'm not a genius. I didn't come up with this stuff. It's not new news. Yeah. It's just hidden. It's hidden from us. <laughs> but I found it, and I'm going to spread it. So <laughs> hence, hence, I'm here sharing it, and I, I will be documenting it on my YouTube channel as well. So I know right now my YouTube channel is more property focused, but I want the property the, my YouTube channel to be more about me as an individual. What I'm up to, what deals I'm doing, what I'm learning, what I'm finding out, and just putting that information out there, and hope people can go away and on that information if that makes sense 
Nice. Yep. Love it, Alfred. And, and I think the fact that you're you're sharing it on, on this episode and as you've referenced your YouTube channel, which we'll make sure we'll add all the links to the to the show notes. I think you're 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 living that as well, spreading the, the information. Hopefully through this channel as well, we can add to that um spreading. So I think uh Olu, you had a question as well, right? Yeah, no, just building off sort of your YouTube and your social media presence, how much impact has that had on your journey? Like why did you decide to even document it and how is that impacting you in the property space? especially yeah so again similar thread people were doing it getting great success from it people are using their social media platforms to leverage raise and use that as a form of leverage to raise money um by form of building credibility showing knowledge knowledge base showing a network that supports you and have believe in what years you're doing so i wanted to emulate that literally there's nothing genius about it but literally for me that that was the reason why i said yes this is absolutely must i must do this, this there's no other option but to be out there so it's a bit uncomfortable thing. Um, starting out, obviously, you're like putting yourself out there. If you're not kind of want to video yourself, my first YouTube video, I don't even know if you guys realize, but the amount of takes we had to do just to get the, the one <laughs> eight minutes long. I know about that life, man. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, should you, should you should have seen. You should have seen my life. first podcast. Yeah, our first I, I podcast. P had multiple takes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you you understand the importance of like clear communication and the impact that it has when it's actually published. So you're yes. really working to make sure it's refined because you don't want to put out just anything. But that yeah. what that does is when you're actually recording, it means several takes. So you have to give props to people that create content. It's it's not what it, it's, it's, it's a hard like. thing. But it it definitely definitely gets easier as you go along so the more practice you get with anything in life the more the more often you do it the better you get at it so um obviously yeah now obviously i'm pushing a lot of content out but literally the driver was to be able to leverage that and for me covid like i think there was no other way i could have built the portfolio i've built to today uh raise the money i've raised without my social media so hence the power of social media you can be in your house and someone across the world can see your content um, I can't I mean, go and present myself to individual people face by face to face. It's a slower way of doing it. So hence leveraging the social media. Like, like, like was it Daniel that said, uh, what's it called? I saw your, your sponsor's post. And that's literally it. I want someone across in Hong Kong, Dubai. Like, that's where the raw money is at. So I'm trying to get those guys to see me and see like my drive, my ambition. And because I know these guys are looking for people that they want to back, like financially mm -hmm. back them. And I always say, like, opportunity, if you come from a place of knowledge, a place of value, if someone can see that, literally, it just takes one person to change your life. What, my screensaver mm -hmm. says one contact away from, from literally your life changing in effect. Uh, that one person can literally put you in contact with people that can now support your vision in terms of funding, whatever, expertise, uh, opening doors for you, giving recommendations, whatever it is. So it's true getting yourself out there you just never know i'm very i'm very vocal about what it is i'm doing i don't care who's listening i don't know who's listening i put it out there if someone comes back if someone doesn't come back at least i know i've done i put it out there um and then just yeah because raising money i put it out there sometimes nothing comes back sometimes a lot comes back mm. so you just you're just you're just you're just putting yourself out there to, to be able to in effect create an opportunity which you then grab so without putting yourself out there, so I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to raise money. I'm like, who who around you knows you're trying to raise money? Like nobody. I'm like, well, that's why you're raising money. <laughs> you got, you got. If you want to create an opportunity, you got to put yourself out there to, 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 to grab that opportunity in the first place. 
yeah yeah for me social media massive massive can't thank you enough i'm, I'm i want to grow it even more next tip next thing i need to get verified then i'm trying to blow the account <laughs> a million followers <laughs> quality of a quantity I think, yeah. I think you can apply for that i think you can apply for the verification yeah yeah nice yeah. it's all right i wanted to double down on the social media because this wouldn't happen without social media um and i think yes. i even go i met you guys there you go yeah I'll i got one i got one step further because um and you can speak on this alfred at some point um to finance the deals that you've been doing you've been raising finance um from from individuals hence social yeah. media has been a big engine for that but i think what's key and that most people don't know is that we've actually lent you money right myself yes. Shuol, yes. and we've never met you right yes. but going back to daniel's point Oli's point we lent you money based on what you showed in your story the document what you've been documenting right so yeah i think that's a very important message to send to people that are thinking about you know what do they want to do over the next coming years and the importance of documenting that journey because someone's always watching and so if you wasn't that transparent i wouldn't feel like i could trust what you're doing enough to then to then share with you and then have that loan agreement. So I think I think that's um yeah it's a real real important piece to add on on the power of social media and connecting. Yeah, no, definitely. Like like I said, COVID, like everybody was indoors. There was no way I could meet anybody physically, so we had to get creative. And the power of social media became even more prevalent. Like you you had you had to be on social media as a business person, entrepreneur, whatever. If you wasn't marketing online, this this was the time. And the, the other benefit as well is everyone being home there was a lot of eyes on the internet on social media yeah. platforms so this is the best time to kind of get yourself out there and grow um so i took advantage of that and yeah i am where i am because of what i did so yeah hey um alfred so i've watched quite a few of your other interviews and i want to ask you a slightly different question outside of property outside of business but cool who are you outside of those spaces like what are your interests i want like our listeners to get to experience what you do for fun outside of this i just want them to understand where you are outside of sort of the property it's, it's just about the money cuts why are you asking that <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, joking, no joking. I, I, I hope for you Pete, it's not all about the money I'm because joking. you're a father you're a husband you know this I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. No, go ahead Alfred. obviously um so I, I do have fun like he'll think i work hard trust me, i play even harder like that's that's the honest truth. Like mm, you know, mm, 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 in the next in the <laughs> few weeks, um, because I'm obviously I'm going on holiday, um, but I play a lot harder than I work. Trust me. When it's time to play, <laughs> it's time to play. When it's time to work, I'm really down to work as well. So I'm hard working all of that. But yeah, for me, um, outside of like, if you want to talk about property, business, whatever. Um, I'm mainly like it's very. Do you know what it is? It's actually quite hard these days to kind of do things because I'm not, I always kind of have to have a meaning for what it is I'm doing so for example you're doing it wrong like if I'm catching up my old school friends yeah we're, we're having a link up that's fine but even that the conversations can't just be like about, about nonsense it, it, it needs to be kind of like directional in terms of what we're doing guys what we're up to what the challenges we're facing any help you guys need that kind of stuff I'm not here to talk about girls and all that stuff I'm not interested um but yeah I, I watch football but even that like I'm selective my time. I, I'm yeah. thinking as well. Like I'm watching football. I'm watching you guys play. You guys are collecting three hundred grand a week. Trust me. And, and, <laughs> I'm making you lot, and I'm not making nowhere near you. So I have all these things in my mind. Like nowadays, I find it so hard to kind of just just chill and and, and think like I'm just not doing anything. Because like, what am I doing? Like, so it's, even if I'm going to like some sort of networking or like a social event, there will be some sort of business conversation had. I don't care. I don't care where we are. 
Um, but it's, it's hard. Obviously, I don't know. I do have, I do have fun so on a night out, go out, drinks. But even that, there'll be some sort of business conversation. They'll, they'll, it'll always come back to like feel so the money. It, it'll come yeah. back somewhere somehow, whether <laughs> I like it or not. And again, it's, it depends what friendship group I'm, I'm with um, as well. So I got, if you know me, I've got different types of friendship groups. There's ones that I literally just, we're just here to party, nothing else business related. And in some ways, like the, the only conversation we are having is what's next? Yeah. Where are we going yeah. next? What opportunities? What do you think about this market opportunity? What do you think about what's going on here? Um, so it, it's just who you're around. Um, but generally speaking, I love to socialize. I love to meet new people. Um, I love going out, uh, meeting people. That's that's me. That like I can do that all day long. I can walk in a room and socialize. It's not I'm free talking, free spirit. Just want to have fun, get to know people, um, and, and that's me in a nutshell. Which team? What's your football team? United, all the way. Well, I can see why. I can see why you don't watch watch them much. Same as me. You know what it is? It's not. It's not. It's not. You know what it is? Like obviously United not having the best of seasons, but. We're, we're, we're still working. We're working. I'm actually going there t- tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday. I'm going to see the Champions League. Friend okay, again. Okay. I got invited. Come watch the match. I'm like, yeah, I'll come. I'll come to Manchester. I'll talk so, business there as well. Yeah, of course, mate. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, I love, I love, I love the answer because um, what it does, it speaks to how you value your time, right? You've yes. priced your time, and you're saying, look, wherever I go, I'm going to make sure that it's valuable for both me and whoever I'm speaking to. Right. So yeah. someone may listen to that and say, oh, this guy is serious. But this is what it takes. This is what it sounds like. Right. When you're on your pursuit to excellence and you've got targets that you want to reach. So I think it's very important to, to sort of display a bit more of that mindset. Love it. Yeah. And I'll say as well, don't feel shy to kind of tell your friends, like, stop talking about this. Like, why are we talking about this? Trust like, me. Be, be the person in the group to be the bigger person. It's like, look, we're grown. Like, well, we're actually growing up. Like, very soon have kids, married, all that stuff. If you're not already... Like, why are we talking? Why are we not looking out talking about how we can better ourselves? Why are we not talking about how we can create a business venture together? Why are we not talking about, like, do you know I mean, traveling the world, exploring other places, meeting new people? Like, why is that not the topic of conversation? Do you get it? So, I'm not here to gossip about someone else's, like, some footballer or some celebrity or music artist. Like, I couldn't, I could not give a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be cool because I'm trying to keep myself cool because I like, yeah. I um, echo every point. But now, Alfred, thanks, thanks for for sharing that. I think before we start to walk into the the final five questions, I'm probably just going to ask the the guys if they have any other any other questions that they would like to uh, hit Alfred with. Good on my side, man. Thanks. Just one question from my side. You're gonna love this. Okay. Where do you see yourself in ten years' time, from from, <laughs> from a wealth standpoint, right? And and I know you're not gonna hold back, so go ahead. <laughs> um so i'm just to kind of put in context so i'm 29 now to 39 if i've not touched a bill i'm very very close like i do away like close <laughs> enough to at least touching a bill like because i see I, I see as why not it's been done before um i'm trying to get in rooms where people are, are doing those stuff um to kind of get to those levels i've already had conversations about kind of getting to that level what does it mean I've met billionaires, I've met one billionaire face-to-face, had a conversation with him. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to be in that space to allow myself the opportunity to get to that position. So it's not going to come like by me doing nothing. It's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of sacrifices, but I'm willing to get there. Uh, I believe it's, it's, it's necessary, especially people like us. Um, we, need to, we need to step up. Um, it's, yep. it's been long. So it's, it's our turn now. Let's, let's, let's take over. <laughs> Love it. What, no, one, think... one... Go ahead, go ahead, sure. No, PP, go ahead. 
Now, I was actually going to say, um, someone someone listened to that and thought, this guy is chasing a billion by 39. Like, wow. And and it might it's going to help to expand their horizon and their thinking, right? I wanted to ask you, has, was there one experience in your life that made you say, I need to be wealthy because of what I've just experienced? Or... I'm I'm non-negotiable. I'm I'm gonna be wealthy because of this. And if if that wasn't experience, could you share what that is or something along those lines? Yeah. And it was this guy. Shout another shout out to Carl Hart. This guy. So I oh, think Carl. Was, was, I think. Uh, go on, say. What do you say? No, no. I know. I know Carl's all here. But okay, on, perfect. So yeah. So I, I I've never met a guy before. We're at this networking event. Um, comes does an intro. We're just chatting. There was a billionaire. Uh, guy speaking, uh, I can't forget his name, David McCourt. Um, he was the guy speaking again. So he he actually turned, he, he never, normally never turned up to this networking event, but because this guy was turning up, he was, he was in conversation with that person. So he turned up to meet the guy face to face. And then just as talking, he was like, oh, it's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to become a billionaire. But this was the first time for me, when he said that, I was like, pulled back a bit, I was like, you're like the first, I, I leave my next words were like, you're like the first, person that's ever said to me like just in a friendship circle or whatever in a conversation mm. that they want, to, they want to become a billionaire like and he's like mate you need you need new friends come hang around me <laughs> <laughs> like that. So for me at that point in time i obviously don't i'd always thought of like, building wealth probably hundreds of millions but never kind of even crossed the mind of of the bill mark like and at that point that's what made me trigger like why not and obviously, post even that that actual talk, the guy speaking who was actually who's made a few billions, speaking on it, it was like I was like, why not? This is this 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 should be a thing. Like, why shouldn't we be aiming for this? What, what's wrong with that? Like, why wouldn't you want to be able to impact millions of lives? Because another thing people don't appreciate by hitting that bill mark, you potentially put food, shelter, whatever you want to talk onto like millions and impacted if not billions of people. On this planet and that's an amazing thing and something you be proud of like why would you not want to help and impact and change people's lives at that at that at that level so that's that's the way i see it the impact to other people's lives obviously which in, in natural effect will give you wealth but it doesn't really, wealth is kind of you know, it doesn't really mean anything it's what's the real benefit around people the family the wider the wider network i love it Great. I think, um, Alfred, there's so many gems here that our our producer, Nandi, is going to struggle to know which clips to make. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nandi, good luck with that, by the way. If you need any help, just uh, just let us know. But now, Alfred, I think um, so much, so much value. And I think for, for everyone, the amount of money that you've invested in your self-development, Alfred, has come through in buckets and spades, I think, in this episode to all the listeners. So I think this isn't just a normal uh, take flight interview that we're doing. This is an episode that Someone has invested a lot of money for us to basically get this information for free. It's just on us to take the the action. So no, great, great, um, great discussion, Alfred. I think before we close out, we'll have our quick fire five round questions, which we ask all our guests. Uh, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah? go for it. Okay, perfect. Let's go. So first question, Alfred, what is the worst piece of advice that you've received? See, I don't know if I could even answer that question like properly. I think I can I can say the worst opinions like what people have said to me. I can, I can say multiple even. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like for, them, the, 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 for me, the twenty five k was the, was, the, was probably the, the 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 biggest point because for me it's like there's a lot of negativity around. Why would you do that? Why, what, how, how does that make sense? Um, mm. But it was just it was just kind of 
blocking all that stuff out and believing myself that I can go and make this happen and taking a chance on myself. Because I said, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to have to go and deliver on, on this, um, not you guys. And for me, I love a challenge. I, I love mm. to prove people wrong. So you you just give me more fuel when you when you kind of doubt me and my ability to be able to do this. Um, even the M&A space, like, oh, how are you going to buy a business, business revenue in five million? I'm like, people do that today. Like, you just don't know. And that, yeah. that's seems foreign to you. Like, I always say fear, fear comes from a place of unknown. Like, when, when you don't know something, you just you, that's your your go-to place. You're like, no, this this is not right. Um, once you're knowledgeable, you're not, you're not fearful. Like it's all calculated risks. Shout out that person that gave that advice, man. That person <laughs> set a fire, a light inside you. Um, well, no, shout out him. But then building on that, um, Alfred, question number number two. Um, so what is the best piece of advice you've received? You've shout out, uh, you've shouted out a lot of uh, mentors and coaches, etc. But what's the one? Best piece of advice you've received if you have to figure out just one piece? Um, do whatever it takes. I think that 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 for me has been a driver. Um, the ability to, to, to keep going, even when times are hard, can't really necessarily even know the roadmap to how you get there, but just still working through it and doing literally whatever it takes to, to get to that end goal. Um, so I think that that for me is a, it's a fundamental principle in me. I will do whatever it takes to get to my end goal. There's nothing that's going to stop me. Nobody can stop me. Um, hence, like, I'm just very open because I feel like nobody can, you can't, there's nothing you can do to stop where I'm going, basically. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what you have, what resource, I don't, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, that, that's been, that's been massive. Perfect. Love it. I mean, I think that comes through in all the, in all the answers and from all of our interactions as well outside of the podcast. Uh, so question number, number three, Alfred. A piece of content you're loving at the moment. So this can be book, digital media, video, etc. Um, who not how? I've read a few books. I, I think I'm, I'm gonna put a book, um, but who not how? And again, it's, it's the mindset shift of not having to figure everything out yourself and finding who's the best person in that space, who's the expert in that space, and leveraging them. Because this, this, this is probably the, 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 the gem, the biggest gem you can get. You want a shortcut life? Find someone that's already done it. Mm. That's it. Find someone that's already done it. Either imitate them, hire them, bring them on board, whatever you want to do. Find someone that's already done it. That's how you shortcut life. Love it. Thanks, Alfred. So that's who, not how. Yeah. Thanks I can't remember the... who, yeah, who wrote it, but I'm sure if you type it in, in Google or whatever, just write mm. who, not how book and it'll come up. But okay. that, that's, so... that's a mindset shift for me. Okay, so then um, question number four, Alfred. So something that you are curious about that you're learning at the moment. Um, so private equity and IPO, so initial public offering, um, those are two spaces. I'm not yet exposed in the sense, I'm not in that space, I'm not in that network, I'm not in no masterminds or anything like that. I know of people in that space, but I'm yet to kind of dive in that because it's, it's a bit, like it's another level up. So it's, it's an, again, natural progression, that's where probably will end up, who knows. Um, but I'm focusing on, on the merchant acquisition side of things for now. Uh, but I would love to kind of know more in that space because naturally, if you're buying businesses, you're growing them, you could create a group of company and then look to IPO that company in the future. And that's a real big, big event. <laughs> you wanna, it's, yeah, so you already know. So that's kind of the, 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 the probably the end goal. And at that point, the world is yours. 
And I'm sure that day is not very fun. And on that day, the Ghanaian dancers will be popping <laughs> off. <laughs> but then the, the, last, the last question, Alfred, and I think during this episode, you probably helped a lot of people thinking about flying and taking flight and taking that big jump or that big challenge. But what does take flight mean to you? I think you kind of said it. Like, for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is taking a chance, taking a leap, um that that's my initial kind of thought like what can you lose just 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 try it like mm. there's a saying of uh, you don't want to get to your deathbed and kind of have those doubts what if i did that what if i this is why i would always always want i would always want to try something just for this not not not, not to try everything and everything but mm-hmm. if there's something that I, I was curious about and i was wanting to get involved in i would always want to know that i've tried and if it wasn't for me, I knew that I'd, I'd made a decision. It wasn't for me. And that's done. And once the decision's made, it's done. Walk away on to the next thing. Um, but I don't want to have that doubt of, oh, I wish I'd done this. Or oh, look at my friends. They did this and they did that. Um, and it's fine as well. If I made a decision at the time that I did consider it, but I didn't do it and I made a decision, I'm, I'm, for me, that's enough. As long as I've made a decision and I'm happy to walk away from that decision, happy day. But if I didn't know, I didn't comment, didn't even try and even find out a bit to know, is it for me or not? I would feel that kind of, oh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd looked into that. So I think message here is just, just take the chance. You don't know what can come on the back end of that. Great, Alfred. And I think, uh, I mean, that was the, the last of our final five uh, questions. I think now is just the closing messages from, from the guys before we close out with Daniel. But just, just a quick one on my side, Alfred, just a very big thank you for coming on this uh, interview. Uh, as, as P mentioned, P and I have obviously invested with you. And then I think off the back of that, we've been able to get to know each other better. I've had the chance to uh, meet you in person and debate in a very heated debate, which <laughs> album is better out of Dondo or Certified Lover, Lover Boy. But that's for another, <laughs> that's for another podcast. But no, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred has been a, a great um, reference nation. As working on some of the deals that I am, he's actually been super, super helpful as well. So no, you are very, very appreciated, Alfred. Love the work that you're doing. Continue to do that. Um, and then, yeah, from my side, thank you for for all the support. No, I appreciate that. Thanks, you guys, obviously, for having me on here. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big listener of you guys anyways. I love the banter. Oli, 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 Oli and Gabilo's banter is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, I love it, guys. You guys, I want you guys to, to blow up, do bigger things, get across the world as well. Um, so, yeah, I wish you guys good luck with this as well, man. So collectively, on behalf of Tape Flat Podcast, you know, Alfred, thank you very much for spending time with us. It's been a wonderful time to get to know you more about the incredible work you're doing and the journey and the, you know, the upward trajectory that's ahead of you. So you know, all the best on your endeavours. But for all of our listeners, thank you for staying with us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode as always. If you have any feedback for us, you can find us on Instagram at Tape Flat Podcast or email us at tapeflatpodcast at gmail.com. All of Alfred's contact information can be found in the show notes and on our social media pages. So please connect with him, follow him, and follow this incredible journey that is unfolding, and it's going to unfold even more. Until next week, stay safe, look after one another, and God bless. Take off, take flight with you.